I look like I was dragged to a baseball game with my boyfriend and I'm a straight person, a straight woman cosplaying as someone who definitely wants to be here. (laughs) Here's your AU is that uh, you're a straight person going to baseball games with your boyfriend just because uh, you want to do something with him Mm -hmm. and you envision your proposal. And I think I can make a cute outfit. Yeah. (laughs) On the the jumbo track. Yes. This is my, I might be proposed to just in case. So I curled my hair, even though I'm going to wear a hat. (laughs) Wanted to look cute just in case. I'm cosplaying as a straight person. (laughs) I feel like it's our anniversary next week. So maybe, maybe, maybe he does seem like the kind of guy, even though I don't like baseball, he wouldn't think about that. So he would propose to me as something he likes to do, which is a baseball game. You know what? That does track. (laughs) He thinks I like it because I made a mistake early on dating him and said that I was interested in it. And I've been too afraid to admit that I don't like it anymore. Um, I watched one proposal at a baseball game and I cried. So he thought I liked it. It was mostly because there was like a flash mob and that was actually the part that was interesting to me. (laughs) Just full misinterpreting of like all these sites. I was actually crying because I was worried I would never get married. And (laughs) it had nothing to do with the fact that it was at a baseball game. (laughs) Yep. I was like, wow, that's... That was the one thing he picked up. He's trying trying really hard. I mean, yeah. He's just unfortunately picking up the wrong Mike really, really tries. He just doesn't quite hit the mark. (laughs) Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. You're straight baseball fan. (laughs) Nope, that's wrong. And Claire is a newsboy from the 1940s. That's... I am. You tasked me with a very interesting combination because they're both based on real stories, mm-hmm. a league of their own and a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily say that a league of their own is an underdog story in the sports sense. It's more of like a women are the underdogs of society, which is not quite the same vibe. No, it's of- not. Like, no particular team is the underdog of the league. And uh, we as women now are still the underdogs underdogs of society. society. Meanwhile, (laughs) I don't think the U.S. hockey team is as much anymore. No. I did, in earnest, go into uh, looking at both. I was really not sure what Miracle was going to bring. Because I was like, okay, yes, hockey. But I also had this, like, impeding notion that, like, people who watch hockey in earnest like in 1997 or whatever probably aren't also writing fan fiction the venn diagram is not a very close circle and i was also like okay well a league of their own has a very popular tv series now but i wanted what claire where are you (laughs) where is the league of your own tv series it's not prime it's got janet from the good place it's got what's her face from uh uh broad city abby from broad city like wrote it man I need to be on this. What's you gotta going watch on? the show. Anyway, so the okay, but the point is, no spoilers, because I was trying to find from the movie pre the TV show, not tagged in the TV show, like nothing, um, because there is a lot of fodder for fan fiction in the TV show, mm-hmm. and I did not want that. I wanted okay. to try to stick to our original prompt of just the movie. Miracle has maybe ten fan fictions. <laughs> it was really not a lot to go off of. Well, I will say. Whenever I went down, sometimes I'll go to the comments to be like, how is this received? And it will, does that kind of give me a hint of if this is going to be fun to bring to the, to the podcast? Everyone was so appreciative of every miracle fan fiction because there was so little and people really like it, but I don't think they write fan fiction. I think they just wanted more content and yes. they were like, I will take anything. Thank you for the three people who wrote this. Thank you. <laughs> so unfortunately I couldn't really find anything there. 
So I ended up looking into more of A League of Their Own. And there's a couple things. Again, not as much as I would have expected, considering there's been this resurgence. There was obviously real people who were on this real uh, baseball team, which was created back in the World War II times because men were getting shipped off to war. And they were like, we need something to like rally the civilians. <laughs> so we're going to have women play baseball. <laughs> women. But there was some women baseball leagues, but a lot of them were like very like masculine, like more typical jock. And they weren't yeah. trying to like, they weren't trying to be like famous. Like they weren't trying to like, they were just trying to play sports. And so this was like, no, we're going to have like cute pinup, like lipstick. It's going to be like girls playing sports and we're going to go because they're cute and they can play sports. Wow. And that was kind of the, the goal of this league. You can gawk at them <laughs> for many reasons. Hubba, hubba. Hubba, hubba. And look at her pitch. Wow. <laughs> like, wow. Women can throw things. <laughs> Crazy. So, like I said, our team is called the Rockford Peaches. Mm -hmm. So this is a Rockford Peach Shandy. Oh. Yes. You might want to give it a little stir. It might have um, settled a little. Give it a little shake. It is a, it is a fairly low um, proof. It's not even really a cocktail. It's a Shandy, which is, um, eh, I, I guess there is debate of what a shanty is. I know it to mean beer and lemonade, which maybe is more of a Midwest Wisconsin thing. I think other people do other stuff and call it a shanty. I think sure. it's like a I think it's like a old-fashioned situation of just we mean different things when we say that. Yeah. But this is a real shanty. And it is half uh you like a light beer or a lager, half lemonade, and then a like a peach slurry to like really bring it into Peach Town. So it's it's like half a beer, basically. <laughs> So you could drink this for a whole baseball game and be fine. Great. That's what I need. You could drink like four of these and you'd be fine. Perfect. It's a little watery from the ice, but... That's pretty good, though. Very refreshing. Very refreshing. Yeah. I could have five of those and be fine. <laughs> Barely tastes like beer. <laughs> but that might be why it's... You got to be careful. You have five of those and then... You've had, a, you've had a beer and a half. <laughs> that's really, yeah. You know, that's probably for the best. This is a refresher for the middle of the day. <laughs> Perfect. You're outside. You need to hydrate a little bit. Right. Get some vitamin C in your system. <laughs> so, okay. In League of Their Own, it starts off with um, the recruitment for the, like, original teams. So, I think, I think. First, they uh, just, like, put out advertisements and ask for women to join, like, the league, the women's baseball league. I don't remember yep. what, what the whole thing is called. And then eventually they get put into the Rockford Peaches as, like, a collective. So, we kind of follow their, their journey. And we are going to be reading a fic called Girls Like Her. Nine Moments in the Life of Kit Keller. Okay. So Kit Keller, if you're familiar with the movie, is um, Gina Davis's sister. Okay. So basically what happens is she's a little younger. She's a little more um, scrappy. Like she's a little more butch. And her and Gina, I don't remember Gina Davis's character's name. She's like one of the main characters, but she's Gina Davis. Their sisters, they live at their parents' house um, in kind of a, a farm town. <laughs> Kit's like, I really want to do this please do this with me. Like, I remember you used to love to play baseball and Gina Davis is like, I don't know. And, but her husband's away at war. And so she's like, okay, fine. I'll go like and support you. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of styled like a five plus one in that it's um, different parts of the movie, uh, but just from her perspective. And it is written by an author named uh, Trans Like Lance, which I don't know what that's a reference to because this has been archived by the Yuletide Archivist. So I believe Trans Like Lance 
still exists on AO3, but I couldn't get in touch with them and I couldn't figure out how, like, where they might be. I, like, kind of looked around in other spaces with that name and, like, it was just not really a way to get in touch with them, which was kind of a bummer. But this was written in 2004. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it has been almost 20 years. I was like, she can, she can vote. So this definitely, <laughs> this, yeah, this fic can vote. This fic can drive. This fic can almost drink. <laughs> wow. Annoyingly, a lot of these fics were pairing uh, the coach, Tom Hanks, with Gina Davis. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. I see it, <laughs> but yeah. No, that's not really why I'm here. Yeah. And in real life, one of the last living members who played came out and she's like 92 years old. I know, my heart. <laughs> Because she was a consultant on the show. Like, there's not a lot of people around anymore that were, like, yeah. part of the league. But she was kind of, like, a consultant on the show to be, like, you know, this is what it was like. And then she, in, like, being interviewed for, like, promotion for the show, like, finally, like, admitted publicly that yeah. she was one of the gay women on the team. Yeah. And, like, so Aww. sweet. I know. It was so sweet. And I'm like, Ugh. Even from, like, 92, I'm glad we've grown so yeah. far as a society. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, that is relevant. <laughs> to this pick. Nine moments in the life of Kit Keller. This is a introductory quote at the top. The other boys always made me feel like I was wrong, you know? Like I was some sort of weird girl or a strange girl or not even a girl just because I could play. I believed them too, but not anymore, you know? I mean, look it, there's a lot of us and I think we're all all right. Part one. The long trade train ride from Willamette, Oregon to Fort Collins, Colorado, gave Kit an enormous amount of time to think. And even though Mr. Cappadino filled every potential silence with another question for Dottie or a story... Oh, Dottie's her sister. There we go. Mm. Thank you, Fick, for reminding me what Gina Davis' character's name. Uh, Dottie. Or a story about himself. She was able to sink down in the seat next to her sister unnoticed and let her mind wander. She spent most of the time staring out at the blurred landscape fantasizing about what it would be like to play ball in a real stadium, in a real uni uniform, throwing strike after strike for a crowd of cheering thousands. Every now and then, her thoughts shifted back from baseball to her sister and to her old life in Willamette that she hoped to escape by becoming the best pitcher the All-American Girls Baseball League had ever seen. Part two. What are you looking at? The challenge had caught Kit off guard. A petite woman with dark hair and pale skin sucked forcefully on a cigarette and scowled in her direction. Yeah, what are you looking at? The woman's plain friend echoed. <laughs> nothing, Dottie replied before Kit could form a coherent response. That's right, nothing, the first woman retorted. Even in a baseball hat and uniform, this woman was simultaneously hard and soft, brash and beautiful. They didn't have girls like her back in Willamette. Are all these girls going to be in the league? Kit asked, suddenly overwhelmed by the sheer mass of uniform girls practicing around her. You wish, the woman spat curling up the right side of her lip before taking another sharp drag on her dwindling cigarette. The truth was, Kit did wish. A whole league of their own. A whole league of their own. <laughs> it's like full circle. Right, and it's, um, I want to say it was maybe a cut scene. I watched a little bit of uh, a couple clips of this when I was, when I was researching because I was trying to remember like what, like what her personality was because she's not one of the main main characters like it's more about Dottie and like she kind of becomes like um a big factor also um Rosie O'Donnell's character is kind of a main character and Madonna's character is like a main main character <laughs> I forgot Madan Madonna I know Madonna was in this movie wild right I know okay number three 
The team's house where they stayed during their home games was nicer than any of the farmhouses in Oregon. Oh, also, there, yeah, there's this element of like, we're from a small town and some of these are like city women. So they're a little more brash and like <laughs> smoking and like standing up for themselves and like just being really like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, assertive. <laughs> How dare. How dare you? At least that's what Kit thought. Even though she shared a room with Betty Spaghetti, which is a nickname for another yeah. <laughs> character. Just being able to play ball without having to do farm chores or listen to her parents nagging made it all worthwhile. She was a peach, a Rockford peach, and she didn't care much about anything else. Kit woke the night after the team's first game against the South Bend Blue Sox, sweating and unable to go to sleep. She was having nightmares about being on the mound and freezing, just staring at the batter completely blank while her sister yelled from behind the plate, telling her how worthless and ugly she was. She hoped that a drink of warm milk would make her drowsy enough to slip back into sleep before Betty woke up like she always did, bright and early, with a sing-songy, rise and shine! Looking back, she wasn't sure what made her break from the straight line to the kitchen, and what made her stop and watch and wait. As she padded down the hall towards the stairs, she noticed that May and Doris's door wasn't shut like the rest of the girls. So May is uh, Madonna and Doris is oh. uh, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. No. She could have kept walking, but instead took a step closer, hearing murmurs that sounded like the crash of waves off the coast of Newport slipping carelessly into the hall. She stopped and looked around for a sign of Miss uh, Cuthbert, then pressed her, that was like their uh, uh, chaperone. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> they, and they wear like, um, it's so funny because they wear like military uniforms, basically. Yes. <laughs> they were like super uppity. She pressed her face against the doorframe, letting her nose touch the sharp corner of the wooden door. She squinted until her eyes adjusted to the dark, and she could barely make out two bodies stretched along the bed. She could see May. Her knees stretched over the edge of each side of her tiny single bed, head thrown back, body prodded up against her pillows. The other person was buried between Meg's legs, covered by a blanket and a sheet. Only a patch of brown hair emerged from the top. Uh Uh-oh. Kit's first reaction was that May may have managed to smuggle in a guy she'd been eyeing in the stands during a game. But as she looked more closely, she recognized the shoulder-length hair and those round cheeks. It was Doris. Kit Doris. stopped herself from gasping aloud. <laughs> Why is your door open? Why is Doris going downtown? Doris going downtown. Because, like, it's funny that, like, she happens upon this, but, like, the expression she, it sounded like, crashing waves off the coast of Newport, I was like, I would open a door to see what was going on. Yeah, I'd be like, what's going on? Why is, he, why is your door open? Why is the, there so much noise coming from here? You guys got to shut your doors. <laughs> Bad plan. Bad plan. Don't keep your doors open. I think they're also literally like roommates. So like no one would, keep, no, you're already supposed to be in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> just, don't, just don't make any weird sounds. Yeah. Close the door and be quiet. Kit stopped herself from gasping aloud. She wanted to run back to her room and pretend she hadn't seen anything. Pretend she didn't know more than she should have about Doris and May. But she couldn't stop herself from looking, from watching. May's whimpers turned to moans, and Kit was awestruck, her mouth hanging slightly open as she watched May begin to buck and thrash and lift herself off the bed. And just as Kit was sure that neither she nor May could take any more, May opened her eyes and looked directly at the door. Kit held her breath, right? I was like, uncomfortable. (laughs) I I had like secondhand anxiety reading this. (laughs) I am distressed. Right? Like that overtaking. It's almost written like, um, like I know it is, this kid is an adult, but she's kind of coded as like a, a little sister, obviously. Yeah. It's like walking in on your parents or something. And then your mom looks at you like, Jesus Christ, I would never recover. 
that instantly becomes a bad core memory. Bad core memory. Yes. And also this is like illegal. You're just your brain. I would short circuit. I would pass out. (laughs) Like sometimes I feel like I've uh, divulged some of my like completely irrational fears. Like a baby will show up on my doorstep and like I'll have to take care of it. Another irrational fear is like me having to think about how I would have survived in the 50s. (laughs) I'm never going to have to. But but what if you did? I would not do well. I don't think I would do well. No. I don't think I would understand anything that was going on. I'm very unsubtle. <laughs> I can't give secrets. <laughs> I would not do well. Be like, so I was at this swinger party. You oh. know, that's where you like hook up with other people's partners and they were all ladies. And then if the, someone would be like, I'm sorry, what is happening? Yeah. Or like I would happen upon two people kissing and I'd be like, oh my God, Miss Comfort. <laughs> Something's happening. Something's happening. Oh my god! Yeah, especially if I like also like never been away from home. Like this is like college, like freshman year of college all over oh, again. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. just like if you see one thing, you're like, okay, I can't do anymore. I'm, I'm already, bad. I'm already in such a load of like new things. Yes, I can't take one more thing. This is, uh, Jenga tower is precarious. That it is. Okay, she's just made direct eye contact with her again. May opened her eyes and looked directly at the door. Kit held her breath, unsure if leaving would make matters worse, or if she should just keep still, like a buck in the woods, hoping he wouldn't be noticed behind the bush. May continued to moan, keeping her eyes focused in Kit's direction. Kit felt hot, warm tickles down her back and between her thighs. Her cotton nightgown was suddenly too heavy, and the hallway's air was too thick. She thought she might faint. May clutched her, clenched her jaw and tightened her muscles, and then let out a powerful roar as she thrust up wildly, keeping her gaze locked on Kit the entire time. Kit could even swear she saw May crack a wicked grin just for her. I'm scandalized. Right? I'm also scandalized. I'm scandalized. Like this was this was not smutty enough to bring in the steaming cream, but I was like, I'm 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 riding the line right now. <laughs> Kit walked straight back to her room without getting a drink of milk and without looking back. Forget the milk. Forget the milk. I have to process. <laughs> a glass of milk is not gonna solve this. I am not gonna be able to go to sleep. She lay in her bed replaying what she had seen until the light crept through the curtains and she pretended to be asleep so that Betty's spaghetti could commence with her morning routine. Part four. Three walks and only one strike. Kit figured she must be really tired. She adjusted her hat and concentrated on the player at the plate. Center field from a scene, only ninth in the lineup. The girl was young, probably her age, but with a very different figure. Long brown hair pulled back behind her neck in a loose bun broad hips, and an hourglass figure. She found herself staring and hoped that the look on her face passed for a cross between exhaustion and concentration, rather than whatever was compelling her to stare. She wasn't exactly sure what she was thinking, but she knew she'd better try harder to concentrate, or Dottie would never let her hear the end of it. Part 5. Within ten minutes of arriving at the Suds Bucket, he had slid into the chair next to her, introduced himself, and offered to buy her a drink. He was a young guy, with brown hair that nearly fell into his eyes with a farm boy's gentle smile. Every time she looked away, he slipped in and kissed her cheek, making her blush and panic like it was her first kiss all over again. His name was Chip, but when he told her she was beautiful, she really thought he meant it. Uh I... I got my truck parked outside, he murmured as his cheeks turned hot. Kit blushed again, but for an entirely different reason. She'd had just enough beer just enough kisses, and just enough whispered compliments to make her consider going with him. In fact, she might have let him slip his rough fingers underneath the fabric of her knickers if Dottie hadn't come along again to ruin all her fun. Kit, why are you you living such a sensuous life? She's on the road. (laughs) This is is the time to be sensual. (laughs) 
is when you're, I guess not all of them were adults. Some of them were like 16, but like they're all basically adults. Walking in on one thing. Truly having going on that another. aggressive of an affair <laughs> is a choice yes. that I would maybe not repeat. That's, that's fair. Part six. Boys really like this on your fingers? Kid's eyes were wide, focused on the nuances of May's expression. It works for me, May responded with a grin, painting a long stroke of red down the middle of Kit's left index finger oh, nail. Oh, nail polish. I was like, what are we putting on our fingers? I also was very confused at the beginning of that part. I was like, are they currently fucking? Like, Boys that? like this? Boys like this on your fingers? And I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> what is happening? No. Nail polish. She's putting on nail polish and, and Kit's like, I play baseball. What are you talking about? <laughs> it works for me. May responded with a grin, painting a long stroke of red down the middle of Kit's left index fingernail. Her skin seemed to hum where it connected with May's, and she wondered how it was possible to feel both shivery and warm at the same time. Your sister's not going to be mad, is she? May lifted her head to meet Kit's stare. I don't care, Kit declared defiantly. She desperately wanted May to see her as independent, as someone who was just as daring and bold and worthy of her time. You know what, Kit? You're a pretty gutsy kid. Thanks, Kit blushed then added, but I'm not a kid. I know. May shifted her position to get a better angle for painting of the remaining fingers, letting her leg creep forward and brush with Kit's knee. When May was finished, she stopped and held Kit's hand, examining her handiwork before she casually mentioned, I saw you, you know. Like, no shit, but... <laughs> saw me where? Doing what? When you were staring at me <laughs> while you were having sex with that woman. I don't remember that. That wasn't me. I think it was somebody else. I have a doppelganger. I feel like I'd remember that. I feel like I'd remember I have a clone from the future that comes back sometimes. <laughs> that happens. Kit's heart pushed further into her chest, and she swore she held her breath for what seemed like an eternity. I saw you watching me and Doris the other night. I, I didn't mean... Kit began to protest quietly, but May interrupted. It's okay. It's okay. You haven't told anyone, though, right? Oh, no, no. Kit insisted. Not that it's a secret. Just, well, it's not good for the team to know. Or Jimmy, right? Their coach. Or people. Or There's society. no lesbians in baseball. <laughs> There's no crying or lesbians in baseball. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. Don't let anyone know. Yeah, just kind of maybe don't let anybody know. <laughs> don't tell anyone. May is way too casual for it being like 1945. Yep. <laughs> not that it's a secret, just, well, it's not good for the team to know. Or Jimmy, right? Kit nodded. How much did you see? Kit's face turned the color of her freshly painted nails. From the shade of your face, I'm guessing you saw enough. May's smile was sweet and unassuming, a look somewhat foreign to her face. You know, she continued, if you want to ask me any questions or you want to talk about anything, this time Kit interrupted, are you... She couldn't finish. Lucky for her, she didn't have to. What? Queer? A grin spread across May's face. Nah, I like men. She paused, then added, I really like men. Her hands involuntarily slipped over her body, one hand wrapping around her waist and the other slipping between her breasts, fingers fanning out to form a bridge between her two exposed clapper collarbones. I like men. <laughs> I was trying to figure like what. Yeah, that, I was also getting like I think it's um I think it's like a like a mm, like hoity toy like yeah like a like a fan myself kind of but like just like touching your own chest. This is like the um uh, birth of Venus. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. I like, think it's a little like. Yeah, like a how dare you, but like in a nice way. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, of course. Yeah. I like men. Duh. Duh. What made you think otherwise? Mm, nothing in particular. <laughs> nothing in particular. <laughs> I really like men. Then why Kit dropped her head down and pretended to examine her nails? Was I with Doris? 
May offered as Kit exhaled, then lifted her head again to signify a voiceless yes. I can't really explain except it feels good. Really good. We trust each other, and we've known each other for a long time. And besides, Doris can't knock me up. It seemed as though May threw that joke in as an afterthought, but Kit couldn't help but relax a little and crack a smile. Do you do it a lot? She was growing bolder by the minute. Every once in a while. Do you touch her back? Kit found herself wanting to know everything about how this worked. No. Not that I'm against it. I just never have. Why does Doris do it then? I don't know. Maybe she's queer. Then again, maybe she's not. Maybe she just wants me to like her. To keep being her friend. I never asked. Oh. I'm not curious about it. Right? I was like, really, that whole <laughs> exchange really felt repressed <laughs> in a correct way. You're like, mm, I'm not worried about. I'm not going to pry into why we're doing this thing I like doing that's not allowed. I'm just not going to pry. <laughs> I don't know why she's doing it. I kind of don't care. I'm having fun. I don't know why she's doing it. I'm doing it because I like it. I like it. Maybe she's just trying to be my friend. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to call her gay. That would be rude. <laughs> I'm not going to question her I'm motives. I'm going to assume or, yeah. things about Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never asked. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kit suddenly felt foolish for asking so many personal questions. It is on her. It's weird that she's asking more questions than Madonna has. <laughs> Madonna should maybe ask one question. Nah. Nah. Have you ever been with someone, Kit? May shifted the conversation intentionally, leaning in closer for Kit's response. I used to have a boyfriend back in Willamette. Did he ever touch you? May's voice lowered and hushed to just above a whisper, a glint of curiosity in her eyes. We held hands all the time, if that's what you mean. But I mean, did he... Uh, I was thinking a little different type of touching. May nonchalantly slid a smooth palm over Kit's thigh and inched towards the place where her jumper dipped between her legs. <gasps> did he ever touch you here? Kit jerked involuntarily May. and then May. laughed an uncomfortable snicker. No, never. She turned and crossed her legs. <laughs> May. May is so forward. I mean, okay, okay. In theory, I guess. I was having sex with a woman and then made eye contact with another woman. And the face she made, I feel like, would tell me everything I need to know about whether she's down with this or not. That's fair. That's fair. So she's just like, maybe I could be having sex with different people and not ask any questions. Maybe. May mentioned something about needing to give Shirley another reading lesson and instantly Kit chastised herself for being so rude. She wanted May to like her, to like her a lot, and she hoped she hadn't ruined it all by being so hopelessly afraid. Part 7. You shouldn't be hanging out with her. Dolly's lips were tight, her stare impenetrable. With who? Kit feigned ignorance. Who do you think I'm talking about? I don't know. May. You tell me. Dottie's hands moved to her hips. Well, why not? She's a... Dottie paused, searching for a more polite way of saying what she wanted to say. A slute. She's a bad influence. A slute. She's my friend. Kit was adamant. A slute. You're just, your friend's a slute. <laughs> She's my friend. Kit was adamant. You're just upset that someone likes me more than they like you. Kit, that's not true. Then why? Give me a good reason. Kit wanted, to, wanted her to say it. To say out loud that May was loose. A trollop. And that Dottie didn't want Kit to become a trollop, too. I love the word trollop. trollop. So good. Love trollop. Such a cute word for slut. <laughs> I'm not a slut. I'm a, I'm trollop. a trollop. How dare you? It sounds like a flower. It like, does sound like a... The wild trollops are in bloom. <laughs> Be like, I went on a hike and I saw these lovely trollops. Lovely trollops in the woods. <laughs> you know, when they first emerged they after like the, the waves winter. of Newport. 
That's how I know it's spring when the trollops are out. And the trollops are frolicking in the yes. wild. Sometimes you see the trollops in the winter and it looks like they're in full bloom. So like it's a, it's hard to, hard to tell. So it's, it's a fake. They look the same in winter sometimes. They do. They really do. <laughs> Dottie opened her mouth to respond several times, but only ended up huffing. Her arms folded tightly across her chest while Kit reveal, reveled in her tiny victory. Part eight. What's the matter, Kit? Too big to finish your own games now? Doris laughed and snorted, tossing her hair as she left the insult in the dugout and headed back towards the field. So a reminder, Doris is uh, May's roommate slash girlfriend thing. Love her. No question. No labels. <laughs> no labels. No labels. Kit didn't even realize that her hand had left her side, flinging her mitt directly at Doris's head until the mitt was already in midair. Doris sucked in an indignant breath and retaliated, throwing a cold cup of water in Kit's face. The next thing Kit knew, she had lunged off the bench, her fingernails digging deep into her palms, hurling herself towards Doris with te teeth clenched and arms flexed. Don't you start with me, Kit. Don't start. Doris tried to walk away, but all Kit could see was heat, a fire, boiling, and anger. She didn't care what happened to her. She wanted to hit Doris and hit her hard. She jumped on Doris's back and pulled her to the ground, attacking her with every bit of strength she had left. Doris screamed a shrill screech, rolling the two of them left and then right as she tried to escape, but Kit held on for dear life. The rest of the team circled around and tried to break up the fight, and somewhere over her left shoulder, Kit thought she may have heard May gasping. Get your sister off of her! That should have stopped her. Should have hurt her more than it did, but it only made her madder at Doris as Doris grinned and Kit pulled harder on the other girl's hair. Only when Jimmy had shoved her into the cold shower did Kit really start to cry. You ever just being so in love that you hit a girl? <laughs> I can't say that I have, but I I understand the pain. It's just so funny, like the, that, that part, like when I was like uh, originally searching, I was like, wait, what? why is she so mad at Rosie O'Donnell? And I was like, oh, <laughs> she doesn't know how jealous she is. That's, that's, uh, that's jealousy. Ah, repressed. <laughs> I'm just mad at you, and I don't know why. It sucks because Doris has no idea what's going on. Doris head, Doris's head was busy. <laughs> Doris didn't see it happen. She has no idea that Kit saw them. She has no idea that May is probably hanging out with Kit. Maybe right. she is. Maybe she is. And that's why she was kind of... Maybe. Uh, what would she say? She said, what's the matter, Kit? Too big to finish your own games. I think Kit got, like, probably taken out of a, a round or whatever. Yeah. Part nine. Where is she? Where is Doris? Kit growled, a rush of anger flooding back to her. She went out. Where? On a date. Where? She forced the words through her teeth, heaving with shock and betrayal. Doris looked at her dryly. The same place she always goes. Kit bribed the bus driver to wait for her back at the team's house while she hitched a ride to the bar. She found May in her usual corner booth, lips locked with a strange man whose hand had crept up under the hem of her tight-fitting dress. May, she half spoke, half shouted the name as she crossed the dance floor with long, quick steps. May! This time she nearly shouted, though she was only a few yards away. May! And finally May's head turned, catching a red-faced Kit out of breath, waiting at the edge of the table. What the hell are you doing here, kid? I... She couldn't breathe or speak, so she just began to cry. Wet streaks slid easily from her eyes as she just gripped the fabric at her sides and cried, staring at May and her date with wide, pleading eyes. May leaned in to whisper something in the man's ear. He started to protest, but she held a finger to his lips and mouthed, later, as she slid out of the booth. Come with me, May told her, and led Kit out the back door of the club into a dimly lit alley. I've been traded to Racine, Kit managed between Wisconsin? sobs. Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin. 
<laughs> yeah, Racine had another uh, another team as well. I can't remember. I, I think it was the the Blue Sox. That's so far away. Right. I was like, well, especially. Uh, well, uh, where is Rockford, Illinois? Or I thought they were in Georgia. No, they're just I'm the just peaches. Oh. No, no, they're not in Georgia. Rockford is, I believe, in Illinois. Yeah, it is. Um, and Racine is not like a terribly big city, so I'm not sure why it was in Racine. I think I. It's like an I hour south of Milwaukee. This whole league was, was kind of like a Midwest. Yeah. Because oh, baseball is kind okay. of like a Midwest sport. Um, I'm not a thousand percent sure, but we didn't have a lot else going on. <laughs> Build it. They will come. Oh, because I want to say, I want to say the like big um, try, like the big tryout for like everybody was in Chicago. Oh, So sure. like they were a lot of, a lot of them were from the Midwest cities. Yeah. So she's going from Illinois to Racine, but the point is they're not going to be on the same team anymore. That's so sad. Yeah. What? Racine. Dottie had me traded. Dottie, no. Dottie, no. I know, right? Betrayal. Sisterly betrayal. <laughs> Kit's eyes were already red and swollen. Come here. May pulled at Kit's top and brought her closer to wipe the tears from her cheeks. At least you're still in the league, you know? She offered in a half whisper, and Kit let the sentence roll around in her head. She didn't know what to say, so she said nothing, letting another tear slip over the top of her cheek and down to her chin before May scooped it up to wipe what was left on the back of her dress. Kit... Listen, you're a swell pitcher, and if Jimmy can't see that, well, then he has more problems than a, f- than a 50-day habit. When Kit failed to smile, May grinned, uh, grabbed her by her chin and forced Kit to look at her face. I mean it. Don't let your sister get in the way of your dreams. You need to do what's going to make you happy. And even if you get stuck someplace you don't want to be, you got to make the best of it and show them what you're made of. Really stick it to them, you know? For some reason, the pep talk coming from May sounded so different than the similar sentiments Betty Spaghetti voiced from the other side of her bedroom earlier in the evening. But I'll be away from all you girls, playing against you. You'll find a way to make it. I know you will. Kit's chin was still caught between May's fingers, and all this time Kit had never thought to move. Even when May leaned in, moving slower than cows in heat, pressing their lips together, slid their lips opened and crept inside, Kit never pulled away. Maybe she was braver than she thought. The end. My heart. I know. Just like so, like so much going on. <laughs> and yet, so simple. It's like, here's all the things that are happening on the sidelines. We got sisters hating each other. We got interleague drama. We got extra league drama. We got lesbians. We got, lesbians. We got people kissing. We got people mad that people are kissing. <laughs> we got people that know, don't know anybody's kissing. <laughs> There's so many layers. There's of a lot going on. Secrets. We're also just playing a sport. And we're also trying to play a sport. <laughs> like, they're also really probably, like, very tired yes. from practicing, like, eight hours a day. Yeah. The exhaustion drama. God, no. Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Could not pay me. <laughs> <laughs> to be a professional athlete in the 50s. Oh. <sighs> Stressful. So, yeah, that was uh, a league of their own. Aww. Sports. Sports. <laughs> so, so sports. So sports. <laughs> you know, sports. <laughs> You know how there's there's kissing and friends and, and sisters and fights. The fights yeah. are yeah, but the fights aren't really about the sports. Uh, <laughs> it's really about the other things. It's like two two members of the same team just getting into a scuffle in the dugout. I'd be like, I am confused. What is that? I do not know why this is happening. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, you should you should definitely watch this. <laughs> No, I'm definitely show. going to. The movie is also very good, but yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the TV show really expands on a lot of. Um, it's almost like a like a response to what I assume a lot of people were saying about the original movie. Yeah. Being like, why did we not talk about any of these things? <laughs> because it was... 1992. <laughs> yeah. That was why. Yeah, that, that is was why. the reason. 
yeah. Though I, I, I know a lot of, uh, yeah, it was still like a pretty queer uh, loved movie at the time. So like it was still very resonant in terms of like the gender roles and like the girls don't play baseball, like yep. women in a masculine field sort of thing. So like there, there was still stuff there, but like it, yeah. uh, I'm glad it was expanded upon in other media. Yes. And fan fiction as well. Yeah. No, that was so cute. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, also, my eyes kept being like scandalized. I know. I was like, <laughs> that's how I felt because uh, I had to like work to figure out what was going on. And I didn't mind that because it was so full of so many things. <laughs> 19 years old. <laughs> 19 years I was like, this doesn't feel, this feels like it could have been written very recently. I know. Like, yeah. It, yeah, very, uh, still super on topic. I'm surprised. I was so surprised when I saw it was 2004. Yeah. Thick. No, that's wow. I know sometimes the archives are not like 100% accurate, but still. No, that was good. I liked it. All right. So we are getting uh, into the, the back end of the season and we still have a lot of movies on our list. Yes. And one of the conundrums is that uh, we do have to get into movies that we don't know as well. <laughs> so yes. I don't know for sure if they have similar vibes. I've seen one of these movies. They're kind of boy movies. Is it called Kingsman or yeah. the Kingsman? No. Just Kingsman? Kingsman. I truly, this is one of those movies that is not sticky in my brain. I've seen both of them. Uh, and the other one is The Imitation Game. I like The Kingsman. I don't know what you're going to find. Anywho, please give us five star reviews on our Spotify and our Apple podcast because we're coming up on the end of our season and we are, as always, planning to read the fan fiction that you guys request. So if you add in that five star review, you can request a 500 word fan fiction for me or Claire or whoever to write about whatever uh, your whims may be. And we'll read that at the end of the season. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at finepairingspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can reach out to us at Fine Pairings Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or Tumblr, or Fine Pairings Pod on Twitter. Oh, and then we also have a Discord where yes. you can interact with us there mm -hmm. and interact with other fans of the show. And you can also find us on Patreon. You can support us for $5 or more a month at patreon.com slash podcast. where during the main season, you will get video episodes twice a month of everything you hear on the main feed. And on the off season, you will get our steam and cream uh, 18 plus version of this podcast. Yes. Uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, either way, we'll see you next week for either Kingsman or Imitation Game Fan Fiction. We'll see you then. Bye. Goodbye.